Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip, that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Oh, what's up, wrestling junkies, addicts, and all-around fanatics? We are back. It's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, Woo! and this is episode number 55. And for all you wrestling crackheads out there, it's officially postseason time. Big 10 week, baby. Oh, it's Big 10 weekend. That's my thing for Big 10 weekend, baby. <laughs> is that a guitar weekend. at the end of that? Yeah. I think it's a G chord. Oh, is that a G chord? Because the G chord, play it with a, a capo. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, as I said, this is the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, episode number fifty-five, featuring as always, sitting across from me, number one fan man, all around ladies <laughs> man, total badass, Ben Watson. What's going on, Brandon? What up? And as he said, this is Brandon Olinger. Coming at you live. What's up, Ben? It's Big Ten Week. I, it's Big Ten Week. I'm pumped. Uh, I'm pretty geeked up. Because we're going to be there. We are going to be there. So a lot of people are going to be there. Yeah? Like who? I don't know. Like uh, Johnny Ice. Johnny we, Ice can be there. We get to see Johnny Ice again. We got to give him that t-shirt. Um, so speaking of t-shirt, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Let's, let's just skip that stuff this week, please. We can't. Really? We can't. We got we to do our promotion. All right, do it. I'm going to let you take it off this time. Ben is going to handle the business portion of this episode. So go ahead, Ben. Break it down. All right. As uh, Brandon let you know that we're The Inside Trip. This is episode number 55. You can follow us on Twitter at The Inside Trip 1. <laughs> you can send us an email at The Inside Trip 1 at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on uh, a lot of different podcatchers, including Podbean. Um, you can uh, check out our Facebook site, which I help run. It's at The Inside Trip. Um, you, you know, other than that, you can pretty much find us anywhere talking shit about wrestling. Uh, we still have T-shirts left. I think we've got a couple left. Why, why do you think this is funny? I can do this. I might not be as uh, fluent or uh, eloquent as you are. But... Uh, no, no, you're doing a great, yeah, great we job. Yeah, we got great T-shirts. Job. I think we just have like one or two, maybe three largest left. I don't know. I think we sold a couple this week, or at least there were some inquiries. Um, sorry, everything else is sold out. A couple gray larges. Also, Jason Bryant's media fan guide is out i call it a media fan guide because espn the basically the the the, the media that is actually streaming the ncaa's live and then we'll have them live on tv as well uses this guide okay it's retailed at 19.99 i'm sorry who's espn i've never heard of them yeah uh, i don't know <laughs> it's retailed at 19.99 but if you go to matt talk online backslash podcast <laughs> Jesus. Backslash media guide. Backslash something. Go to Matt Talk Online. It's Jason Bryant's website. And you find the media guide. It retails in 1999. Right. If All you right. use the inside trip, excuse me, one word, inside trip, save five bucks. Give us a little kickback. You get that thing for 15 bucks. 14.99. I would suggest everybody get in this media fan guide. It is pretty darn sweet. I like to use it to look up history and bar stats. 
All right. You did a great also, job. Also. You did a great job. Are you sure? I can keep yeah. going. But that's matttalkonline.com backslash fanguide18. And as Ben said, the promo code is inside trip, no spaces. All one word. And there's not a the in front of it. That's right. All right. Ready to keep rolling. What about this live podcast we got going on, though? Yeah, we are doing that. Second and High Social House, Friday, in between. This is for Friday of Nationals. Yeah, Friday of Nationals. Uh, in between the two sessions from four to six. Little, little live podcast with uh, us, the Blood Round Fellows, Matt Cast, Lions 247, something or other. Yep. Special guest host, the one and only Julia Salata. Yeah, Julia Gulia. Julia Gulia. I'm telling you what, you want to be at this live podcast because it's going to be a good time. I think I offered up free drinks to anybody I see at the live podcast wearing an Inside Trip t-shirt for one hour. I'm pretty sure you said anybody you saw that weekend. No, I, well, I, I'm going to retract that <laughs> and go to at the live podcast. Anybody I see at the live podcast uh, will be drinking cheap beer or well drinks on me for an hour if they are wearing an Inside Trip t-shirt. Oof, I'm... Keep in mind, Doesn't nice count and clean for, you. for the weekend. I hate you. Does not count for you. you. Anybody else? All right. Let's get this thing going, man. Like we said, Big Ten week. The Big Ten Conference Wrestling Tournament is this next weekend coming up. 80 allocations coming out of this tournament. That's that's a lot, man. That's a lot. It just goes to show how tough this conference is. Looking at some of these weight classes, 125, 160 as a couple of examples, just look absolutely loaded. It looks like you could just add a couple more guys and just wrestle the national tournament. We're talking weekend. 10 allocations apiece. Between 10 one. out of what, 32, 30, what is it, 34? 33. 33 in each weight? Yeah, we're getting 10 of them, and it's out of 14 teams. You know, 10 of them have been able to meet the criteria to get the allocations. <laughs> like, honestly, if you're in a weight class that's qualifying 10 guys out of this conference out of 14 teams and you don't qualify... Well, then, I mean, you just probably, it makes sense, right? You didn't do the, you didn't meet the criteria. Yeah, I was just going to say that that means you didn't qualify. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It means you don't qualify. You know, to put it into perspective, Brandon, you know, the EIWA, which is like a really large conference, had the second most qualifiers with 47. So we're talking about 33 differences. What did the Big 12 get? Was it 45? Big 12 got 45. 45, yeah. yeah. Mac all the way down at 25. Are they the lowest? They can't be the lowest. No, SoCon's got to uh, be the lowest. No, SoCon's got 12. I think SoCon qualified one at each weight class except for, what, two of them? Two of them, they got two. Two, yeah. At um, 84.97. And a couple of those were auto bids. Cause you automatically That's crazy. Get a bid. To be like a Division One men's wrestling conference and to qualify for the Nationals, you have to win your weight class. Ours I mean, was only 11 when I qualified. 11. I mean, you had no room for error. Granted, it wasn't the Big Ten, <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, it's, yeah. Now, you know, there also is, is for, the, for people that don't quite know everything that goes on with this, because, you know, there's a lot. So they will have, I think it's four at-large bids per weight class that they'll be able to divvy out um, after the qualification period to make a determination of who's going to fill the rest of those spots. Mm. Oh, yeah, right. Three to, three to four, yeah. Oddly enough, you would think with all the amazing seniors this year there's like i think there's only like what there's one wrestler going for his fourth big 10 title nato imar thomas hill's going for his fourth is he oh yeah he's going for his fourth you're darn right he is oh i did not realize that i thought i looked at that today really i'm gonna look that up am i wrong i'm gonna look it up uh thomas has won two you're wrong what thomas gilman won last year 
Gilman wasn't. Gilman was at twenty five. Tom Sosa. Oh, 33 he was at thirty three. Yeah, you're right. No, that's why. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, you are right. I was looking at twenty five. You call me dumb. I'm not calling you dumb. I'm saying I made a mistake. So there's two: Imar and Tomasello, going for their fourth Big Ten titles. Dude, winning one Big Ten title is tough to do. I was, I was looking at like some of the all-time stats when it came to the Big Ten, specifically around like um, the four-time champions. Let me find it. Here it is, right here. It's really weird. So like, I think there's only been, I mean, we'll say like 15, roughly 15 in, in, in the history, and. <laughs> Like until Kellen Russell, did, Kellen Russell did it for Michigan in like the mid two thousands. The last one to have done that was Mark Ironside in nineteen ninety eight. So we went all the way. We went ten years until the next wrestler won his, I think, first Big Ten title of his four. That was Kellen Russell. How, then, did Steber not win four? Yeah. Then since then, you know, we had Kellen Russell, Ed Ruth, David Taylor, and Logan Steber. And so then this year, Tomasello and Imar are going for it. That's some amazing company to be in. I mean, that just shows you the testament of how tough this league is. There's countless All-Americans you'll see this year that probably finished fourth or lower in the Big Ten. You know, I mean, it, it's just it's going to happen because, you know, you'll see people that place lower in the Big Ten than they place at the NCAA tournament. We've seen it happen. Yeah, we have seen it happen. So, you know, we don't need to belabor the point that the Big Ten tournament is the premier tournament. And it's also the tournament that I, you know, I follow the most. I, I like to watch the other ones. I looked at a lot of the results for the Pac-12 tournament. But, you know, the Big Ten tournament is really... It's a mini NCAA tournament. Of course. So. Of course. It's an amazing tournament to go to if you've never been. Um, I'm pumped. We're going to be there this year. We're going to be there. We're actually staying in Grand Rapids, so we're going to be doing a little bit of uh, party busing. I'm excited. I've never been to Grand Rapids. Everybody says it's what? What's, the, what's its nickname? Beer City USA Beer or something? Beer capital of the world, I think. Beer City USA, whatever. Beer City USA or something. So uh, apparently they serve beer there. and um, I'm going to drink some of it. I know you are. And we are going to do a party bus oh. from Grand Rapids to East Lansing. I'm already hungover just thinking about it. Is it really a legitimate party bus? Because I thought we were, were we looking for like shifts for people to take driving shifts. No, I think one dude is driving the entire thing. Unless I haven't checked, I haven't checked the email train lately. We signed you up as a driver. Well, that ain't happening. <laughs> I can tell you that much right now. Um, I think it's just a rental van. Oh, <laughs> that's a bootleg party bus. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Tommy Baranowski got it. What do you expect? It's a little class. Yeah. Right. So anyway, all right. So what are we going to do? We're going to go through, talk about some of these weight classes, Dude, talk about some the of the pre-seeds. We got the pre-seeds out today. I think that, you know, although some of the pre-seeds are going to change, I think it gives us at least a decent landscape to be able to talk about, you know, who the real players are to win it, who the real players are to qualify. Um, you know, and some of the interesting matchups that are going to happen that are actually going to probably be a precursor to um, NCAA semis and finals at nationals. I uh, agree with you 100%. So? And I'd be curious to know how much the precedes usually actually change. Because looking at these, I would say with the exception of maybe a couple of spots here and there, they look to be pretty accurate. I think maybe weight or injury or one of the oh, main of reasons. Other than that, I, I don't see them changing much. Gotcha. All right. We starting off at 125 with their 10 automatic qualifiers? Yeah. Let's start off at 125 where the number one seed, Nick Serrano, is a guy who hasn't wrestled, I think, since like Feb- late January, early February. And it's been just a little bit. I mean... Not super long, but yeah. Yeah. Off the um, for a bit. So the top, you know, the, we'll, we'll just, I'll just read the top, uh, the semis, or the prospective semis. Nick Suriano, Spencer Lee, Nathan Tomasello, Sebastian Rivera. Um, all four guys that are, you know, and then Nick, okay, Ethan Lezak's the fifth seed. Yeah, national runner-up, possibly seeded fifth in this yeah, tournament. At the same weight class that he was a national runner-up last year. You know, I think that this is going to be a really, I think that we, I hate to not include Sebastian Rivera, but I think that we're probably looking at, 
one of the top three win in it. Um, you know, what, what what are your thoughts on it right away? Well, I think the top three, well, Thomas Sola didn't wrestle him, um, but the top two, have de- they've definitely proven that they can, they've beaten Rivera already this year. So right. I agree with you. I think that the champion is probably going to come from the top three. Um, and t- without getting into the semis first, I'll say one of the matches I am most excited for, though, is that potential quarter between Rivera and Lezak. Oh, yeah. Um, they didn't wrestle in the duel. Minnesota sat Lezak for whatever reasons. Um, but Rivera has quietly become one of my favorite wrestlers to kind of watch this year because if you like offense, if you like a guy that likes to attack a lot, Rivera's that guy. So I'm interested to see, interested to see how that match plays out. Um, but I do agree with you, Ben. I think your champion's going to come from one of either Suriano, Spencer Lee, or Nathan Tomasello. And it's funny, Rivera, you're right. He's got three losses on the year. Um, two one to Suriano. To, oh, two to Suriano, one to Lee, or one, excuse me, one to Spencer Lee. Right. And all were decently close. Exactly. You know, we're talking four to one against Suriano the second time he wrestled him, 7-4 against Lee, Sir- and a barn burner 7-6 the first time they wrestled in the Midlands Finals. Yeah, when they wrestled at Midlands, it was a really close match. I think, look, the second time they wrestled, it was 4-1, to one, like you said. I think it was one of those matches where the score may have been just a little bit closer than what the match actually was. I think Suriano pretty much shut his offense down this time. Yeah, a lot of 4-1 um, to one wins can be like that, you know, right. grinding out something, a riding point and an escape, and the only takedown of the match. I'm curious, Ben, before we get into like picking sure. who we think is going to make the finals and potentially win this weight class. Do you want to do a dark horse each weight? And we can do whatever you want to, bro. Okay. I'm just curious. We're qualifying 10 in this weight class. So of the 14 wrestlers, the last four that wouldn't be seated to actually qualify would be Mitch McGinnis from Nebraska, Johnny Jimenez from Wisconsin, Brandon Cray from Maryland, and then, of course, Carson Kuhn from Penn State. Um, who I hear fans are really pumped about that victory he got the last time out on the mat. I heard it was bonus points, too. Mike Forfe. Oh, yeah, Mike Forfe. You beat Forfe pretty good. Yeah, you look good doing it. Um, I'm just curious to know, who do you think would be, of those four, would be the guy to slip in and possibly qualify at this weight class? And then on the flip side, who would be the guy? Who could fall out? Yeah. You know, I think that it's pretty well settled at this weight class, to be honest with you. Mitch McGinnis is, I think, a career backup for Nebraska. I think he backed up Tim Lambert for... A long time. He's really undersized at that weight, I think. Um, if I'm thinking of the same guy that wrestled um, Piotrowski earlier this year for that um, for Nebraska, Johnny Jimenez, he was my stock down last week because remember I said, what the heck happened to this dude? Dude just got pinned by Rutgers backup, one of the guys they pulled out of red shirt. But he'd had some decent wins last year, including one at the national tournament. You liked him last year. I mean, especially after he I laid thought he that, was okay. After he laid that whooping on J Rod right. in the And duel. I think he beat a dude like Moody at the NCAAs or something like that. It's I maybe I don't I don't see it this year based on his results. Mm-hmm. But I don't see McGinnis sneaking in there. Cray certainly isn't gonna sneak in there and I you know, it's hard to know what a zero and two coon can do. Yeah, I was or one and two, excuse me, the forfeit. But then I wasn't being facetious there. It's hard to know what a one and two coon can do. Elijah Oliver is the ten seed, and that guy's had over the course of his career had some pretty decent wins. I'm not sure he's fallen out. Piotrowski's also pretty darn solid. And then you you start talking about Matt and Foley. I, was I, I don't think so. Speaking hypothetically, you know, like, well, yeah. So I mean, so which guy would you think would creep in? To qualify, oh, and which guy would he replace? Ben, back to the original question. Uh, I don't know. Mitch McGinnis <laughs> might upset. He might sneak in over Elijah Oliver if they even wrestle. Gotcha. I don't see it. What about you? Look, I think you made a great point that this weight class is pretty damn tough, especially one through nine. One through nine is extremely tough. 
Um, and then obviously Elijah Oliver, like you said, had some really nice wins in his career. If I was going to pick somebody in the bottom four to sneak in there, I am going to give it to the senior Coon uh, wrestling for a potentially national championship team. He's also had some success when he was at Boise State. Um, so I could see him maybe kind of finding his rhythm, sneaking in. Uh, and then if I was going to throw somebody out, it'd be Oliver. Yeah, I, I probably, you know, no, I, I could see Oliver. I mean, I don't I'm the, I'm not sure he's had a, an excellent win this year. Just perusing his wrestle stats. He did beat Rayvon Foley at one point and then lost to him. Rayvon Foley, though, is young, obviously first year, you know, first year starting. What is he a redshirt freshman? He's a true freshman. True, true freshman. I don't know. I, I know he's a freshman. I think he might be a true freshman this year. So it's normal to see a guy like him lose early in the season, which he did quite a bit. But he's looked really good as of late. Yeah, I, he does look really good. But at, at January nineteenth, he lost to Oliver. All right. So who are you thinking are going to clear these quarters and make the semis? You know, I like I like it. Uh, I like top four. I like top four in this one. Um, you know, I think Lezak could cause a little bit of trouble with Rivera if Lezak was fully hydrated. Other than that, you know, I don't see Welch beating Tomasello or, you know, Rayvon Foley, uh, you know, sneaking through and beating um, Sebastian Rivera. So I think I like the top four there. Gotcha. What about you? Yeah, um, I'm with you. I I definitely like the top four. Um, As I said, Sebastian Rivera has become, you know, one of my favorite guys to follow. And I think as long as he cannot fall victim to some of that funky top stuff that Lezak throws out there, um, I like him to to beat Lezak, make the semis. And then honestly, Ben, if I'm looking at these semis. (laughs) You know, real quick, and I think just to kind of bolster your, your point there. You know, these quarters are in the morning, you know, Friday or Saturday morning. You know, I don't I don't think we're going to see Lezak, you know, just off a couple just off a morning weigh in really bringing it. So especially with a guy that has the pace of a Sebastian Rivera. I mean, he pushes the pace a lot, especially on his feet. And from what I'm seeing this year, he hasn't been ridden a ton. Um I think he was able to even get out on Spencer Lee, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, so, yeah, a great point there. All right, so semis. We're talking Suriano versus Sebastian Rivera, Spencer Lee, and the rematch against Nathan Tomasello. There's some intrigue there. There is some intrigue. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, well, I'll, I'll go one and four first. I think Nick Suriano. Now, there's the question that, look, he hasn't wrestled in, you know, almost a month. It'll have been almost a month since the last time he wrestled. Um, when it, when he wrestled in the Big Ten, we don't know what his issue was. There's a lot of rumors, spent, you know, circulating on the internet. Like what? I haven't seen him. Honestly, I haven't been on um, paying attention. Anything from a, a knee injury? Herpes? No, but it was a knee injury, is what I read. Chlamydia? Uh, the flu? No, they did say staph infection. Close. That's close. Well, th- that's what it said on the internet. I don't. Three different things that don't make any sense. You know, don't <laughs> correlate whatsoever with each other. So. I'm more just wondering if he has been off the mat for a significant period of time. Is he going to have the lungs to go with Rivera when they got to weigh in the next day? That's a good point. I mean, oddly enough, that was his last match, February 2nd, against Sebastian Rivera. Um, Suriano's legit, man. He's so solid in so many aspects. And I think, you know, we're talking about having – it'll be almost a month off. Sometimes that can be good for guys. Sometimes it can be detrimental to guys. I think I got to go ahead and pick Suriano in this match. I mean, just let's be real. I think Rivera is a guy. Oh, yeah. If if Suriano doesn't come ready to go, or he's struggling with some issues, if there's a guy that can take advantage of it, again, going back to that pace and those offensive attacks, it's Rivera. But you know, I, you got to go with Suriano in this. I agree with you. Look, if Suriano's not right, 
like at all, he's gonna have a tough time getting by a Drew Madden earlier than that. If he's not right, like if he's just like really messed up, you know. If oh, he'd, real, have be, he'd have to be really. If it's messed a real up. bad injury, right? Well, yeah, you can't wrestle. But if if he's ready to go, it, it, you got to take Suriano. If he's not ready to go, though, say he's only eighty percent, Rivera can go go with him. Now Spencer Lee versus Tomasello. See, to me, that's where the real intrigue is. Oh, absolutely, because they have they've only wrestled once, and it was a damn close match. What was it, three to two? With a riding time point? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, because I know Thomas Sullivan got one takedown. Yeah, so... Wasn't able to get out. Lee right. got out, got, got out. Got out, got out, got out. Riding time. Riding time. Um, oh, boy, baby. I, it's hard not to sound like a homer, but I'm going NATO here. And I'm going NATO because I think that we saw him, his ability to get in on Spencer Lee. I think he capitalizes on at least one more takedown than he did the first time and gets two of them. And I think Lee's going to have to take top for, for, for him to get a chance at... Um, Tomasello, because I don't think Tomasello takes down unless he absolutely has to. And even then, I think you got a better shot of getting a takedown than you do of getting out. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's funny. I think I think there's a really good chance that these guys are going to wrestle two more times this year. Okay, I think we're going to see them at Big Tens. I think there's a really good chance that we see them at Nationals as well. Um, hmm. It's hard for anyone to be a high-level guy three times in a row, but I just have this gut feeling that Spencer Lee is going to win one more. I don't think it's going to be at this tournament, though. I'll take it. I think Tomasello is going to get past him in this tournament. I think Tomasello kind of found that, you know, that possible blueprint to victory against Spencer Lee in the first match when he really you think started. Lee's going to get past him, you mean? No, I think Tomasello is going to win this match at the Big Tens. Oh, but you think Lee's going to beat him? I, I, I just, at NCAA. just one of those, you know, I don't know, just speculating right now, a little hunch. Sure, but um, I think Tomasello found a blueprint to victory in that duel loss against Spencer Lee, especially when he began to get into those legs quite frequently in the third period. And if he can continue to push that pace like that, which I'm sure he will, he's got great track record of the Big Tens, like we already talked about earlier, going for his fourth title. You know, I like him in that match. Okay. I, I You know, I've got I, I've got Spencer, or excuse me, Nathan Thomasello to win it all. Do you really? Yeah. I. He looks great. He, he, looks, he looks better than I've ever seen him, or just as good as I've ever seen him. Gas tank-wise, technical... You know, as of late, he's just looked like he's shored things up. I mean, he he looked great against Foss, the number five ranked guy in the country. He looked phenomenal. So you looked know, really good. What 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 makes me believe that Seriano can beat him? I, I mean, he can. Well, I mean, guess what makes me believe that Seriano's the favorite? There is my question. Why would Seriano be the favorite over over Tomasello? I don't. I don't know. I'm not saying he is the favorite. I like right. Sir. I, I like Tomasello to win this tournament. But look, Suriano has impeccable defense, and he never stops moving forward. And real tough to score. You know, man. he like I just keep going back to that dual loss last year against Thomas Gilman. And even though he lost that match, I mean, that was a freshman going toe-to-toe with the number one guy in the country, and it took everything that Gilman had to secure one takedown. Yeah, it could have been one a takedown. the next day, or the next time I So I don't think this is going to be a guy that Tomasello can just constantly get to the legs and finish on. Uh, and I also get a little worrisome sometimes because Suriano's pretty tough on top. Yeah, yeah. Suriano's real good on top. Can he ride NATO? I don't know. Don't Not know. many people have done it. Maybe he can. I can't wait to see this match. Can't wait to see it. I hope we get to see it. Especially better play, not play spoiler. Well, actually, you know what? We've got a NATO's got a great track record of beating Iowa guys at the Big Ten, and then losing to him in the NCAA. <laughs> so, so let's hope that we snap that both real quick. One guy, if you could see, kind of upsetting the party, or maybe taking a top four that's not seated top four. My guy's Rayvon Foley. I really like him. I really like the way he wrestles. One guy that is what now? Run that by me again. Not in the top four that you could see maybe getting in there, or not in the top five. We'll say. Okay. Um. 
getting in the top four. Sorry. Out of the top five, I really don't see anybody. If I was going to pick one, I, I could see Piotrowski putting it all together in this tournament and really making a nice little run. Making a nice run, making yeah. third and fourth place match. Right. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Like, yeah, we're just picking dark yeah. horses now. All right. You know, you got a you got a tournament where you got Drew Matten beating multiple All Americans and seated eighth. <laughs> He's seated eighth in the Big Ten, boys. <laughs> All right, let's get to 133 pounds. Finally, less um, people I got to look at. How many? What, what do we get? Six? We get six out of this weight, right? I'll tell you right now. I'm I going think off it's memory. seven. Is it seven? Yeah, it's seven. So seven out of eight. So I feel really bad for the guy that doesn't qualify. I, seven out of eight seeds, I guess. Yeah, We're looking at pre-seeds. My guess is that Ben Thornton looks like he's done enough this year to, if he say he takes eight. Oh, I'm sure. To, to get an auto bid. Oh, I'm sure. Or, uh, whatever but we do have a little bit of intrigue up here. It's not quite the 125 special. But there's a couple matches I like um, in this match, that, uh, in this duel meet that's going to happen. And, and, you know, some of them might even happen a little earlier. Um, Who's competing? What's the duel meet? <laughs> sorry. In this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm, I'm not just trying the, to follow the conversation, yeah, man. I'm, I'm not the best. I'm not the best. What do you, quor- me, quarters-wise, who, you, who, you know, is there any matches that stick out to you quarters-wise? Well, okay, so our top four seeds is obviously it's Michich from Michigan. They got preceded one. Pletcher from Ohio State, two. Um, Mitch McKee, who can be dangerous on any given day, um, seated three, and then Renteria at the four seed. After that, you got a pretty tough Del Vecchio, five, Corey Keener, six. Then it kind of drops off. You know, we're looking at Dylan Duncan from Illinois and Ben Thornton in the seven and eight spot. Um, I am super, super intrigued to see how this two versus three, if it yep. lines up, possibly oh, yeah. happens. Mitch McKee versus Luke Pletcher. Um, again, I don't think they wrestled in the duel. Did they? They didn't wrestle in the duel, did they? No, McKee didn't wrestle. Yeah, McKee sat. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm real curious to see how these styles match up. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, man. That's one of the matches I'm most looking forward to. Um, is Pletcher versus McKee? It's really a contrast in styles. You know, McKee has got feet to back potential all over the place. He's decent on top. He's good on bottom. At, you know, getting some random reversals. He's real good with his hips. Like, he'll try to jump over a lot of stuff you wouldn't see traditionally people jumping over. He's a huge freestyle guy. Had a lot of success in freestyle, I think, to the tune of a, a Junior World uh, medal. Was it gold? I can't remember. Maybe gold or I don't think it was gold. silver or silver or bronze. Um, super great on freestyle. And I think some of it translates to folk style, and some of it puts him in bad, bad spots. Pletcher, on the other hand, you know, you're not going to see much of that scrambly stuff from him. He's more, you know, hold position. And uh, pick you apart when when you open up. Two huge contrasts in styles. I said Mitch McKee earlier this year uh, would be a trap match for Pletcher um, that they didn't end up wrestling. I still think it could be one. I don't know McKee. He's just he loses so many matches to random guys. What do you think? Um. So unless the information on the interweb is wrong, I think it's easy to get that perception that Mitch McKee loses a ton of matches to random guys because last year he had like a 21-18 and 18 record. I think this year, according to WrestleStat, he's 15-4. and four. Right. Um, I don't think people saw him make the jump that we expected to see him. Um, based, and I think a lot of that's based off of his early season. I mean, here's his losses. He lost to Seth Gross, Cade Brock, Michich, and Zach Sherman. And Zach Sherman. So Sherman's a little bit of a head scratcher, but Sherman's also had some nice wins this year as well. Probably going to be a qualifier. The other three are basically like the top three guys minus Pletcher in that weight class. You know? Yeah. No, that's that's a really good point. Um, but yeah, I do think this can be a trap match for Pletcher. But here's the thing, though, Ben. I keep going back to how Pletcher wrestled in that last match against Tariq Wilson, and I thought he looked so good and so solid, so positionally just just strong. Um, 
His offense looked good. His defense was phenomenal. He got out. Rode. He rode. Had that third period right out. If he wrestles like that, Mitch McKee's not going to beat him with the exception of if he catches him and takes him feet to back. Um, and if he wrestles like that, I think you could possibly see him decrease that margin of victory that Michich had in their last match out. You know, he's, you know he, he makes that a one- or two-point match. Yeah, what was it, 11-4 to four last time they wrestled? It was almost a major. We're yeah. talking about Michich now from Michigan against Luke Pletcher. Um, you see anybody on Michich's side, side that scares you? And a bit, mainly Renneria, Del Vecchio, or Michich. Now, Renneria is kind of a strange cat. He doesn't have a lot. He, I think he got pulled redshirt-wise late. Doesn't have a ton going on. I know he did beat Del Vecchio, um, I think pretty handily. But other than that, uh, I don't I don't know. What do you think about that that side of the bracket? Uh, I think it's Meech. It's all day long. Um, and honestly, the way he's been wrestling, the way he's been wrestling, if he continues to wrestle like that, he's definitely secured his name back into one of the potential title, you know, one of the potential title contenders um, and not just Seth Gross's weight class. I completely agree. Yeah, Jason Renneria, he's 5-2 and two with a loss to uh, – uh, Stanford's mate, uh, who just got pulled from Richard as well, Mason Pengilly, Pengilly, and also lost to Michik fourteen to three. Right? No, I, there's I, you're, there's you're nobody right. on that side. This this weight class is so weak in the Big Ten. I mean, I feel like such an asshole for saying that. Not weak by the other weight classes standards. It's not one of the top weight classes. No, in the Big Ten. it's not. It's it's been a weak weight class in the Big Ten all year long. Um, I, obviously, your top two is Michik and Pletcher, um, and I would argue that they probably have the third best guy. You know, there McKee as well. I think the um, biggest. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I think the biggest match of the tournament for seeding at NCAAs is Pletcher versus Michik or McKee. I think if Pletcher drops that match, I think right now if he doesn't drop that match, we're talking about him maybe being three seed. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd be seated over Cade Brock probably, unless Cade Brock somehow beat Gross, because Brock has that loss to Montori Bridges. Pletcher yeah, I was going to say. Him. See, that's the thing. You know, unless Brock beats. He'd have to beat Montori Bridges and Gross at the Big 12s to win the title. So he wouldn't be a conference champion. Um, if he does that, he would avenge his loss to Montori. If Cade Brock does that, no. <laughs> no Cade Brock's maybe even the, the two seed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, no, I, I, I think you're right. I just. To me, it's really important for Luke Pletcher to win that match to be able to be a. He could be a three seed going into NCAAs. That's yeah. crazy. No, I, I, that, that is crazy. Especially. I mean, we were kind of beating him up a little bit, you know. I was hammering. Yeah, when I say we, I was I meant you, but I was just trying to be diplomatic. Well, I was like, he beat this dude from Wyoming eight to six. We're not gonna do anything this year. Turns out it's Montori Bridges. <laughs> I didn't know who that dude was. Um, you know, I see this weight track, or weight track, weight class is pretty chalk. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty clear that. Yeah, I guess that Mitchell McKee, Ranaria, you know, Ranaria's already beaten Del Vecchio. Yeah, I mean. If one guy, if I was going to see one guy maybe get on a little run, I, Dylan Duncan intrigues me. He's done pretty well this year. Um, he might be a guy that can get in there and mix things up a little bit. He's the seventh seed, so he would be on. Uh, he's going to be on. He's going to be on the bottom. He'll be on the bottom half, so I could Pletcher's definitely side. see him uh, shaking that bottom half up a little bit. He's he going to wrestle Fletcher in the quarters. So. Well, that's yeah. We hope that doesn't happen. You know, he's an Ohio State guy. But, yeah, I get your point. Um, so we're seeing Michich and Pletcher in the finals again, right? I think for, so. For a third match this I year. I think so. Are you, are you favoring Michich again? Yeah, I've got, you know, until further notice, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> until, until further notice, I got Steven Michich to, to win any match except for against Seth Gross. Nice. That's high praise, man. Um, all right. 141? Yeah, let's do it, baby, because we got some stuff to talk about here, baby. How crazy is it that in a weight class that 
like 133 pounds, is, was one of the weaker weight classes in the Big Ten, that they got a returning All-American preceded six in Tommy Thorne. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, that's <laughs> this, this weight is strange, okay, because it's not terribly deep. Um, if you just look at it for face value, if you look at the rankings, you know, 141 at some other, some other conferences are actually better. But really, oh yeah, <laughs> wouldn't you say that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, was, I thought you were being serious. I was like, yeah, man, definitely. Thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> um, but Tommy Thorne, you know, he took eighth last year in the um, NCAA tournament, getting all the way down at sixth this year. Now he he hasn't had the season that I'm sure he would have liked, but holy moly, that's that's a, that's a big drop for him. Now. What I do think is neat about this weight class is you've got a couple guys, you know, in Mike Carr, Chad Red, and Nate Lennox, who are kind of the up-and-comers that are really, you know, knocking on the door here. And I wouldn't be surprised if one of those guys ends up on the podium. Well, I don't know. It's such a tough weight. But, you know, it, it's strange that they're all, they're all seated above Tommy Thorne. Yeah, it's weird. I think it's funny you say that because Mike Carr from Illinois, his last loss, if I'm not mistaken, was against Tommy Thorne back in mid-January in their duel. Um, what was the score of that? Do you know? No, it was like four or five points. Here, I'll look it up. Let me check. Uh, Eleven to six. So, I mean, that's that's a nice little victory, you know. Not not like he snuck by Mike Carr. Right. Tommy Thorne put it on him in that match. Um, and they've got Carr all the way up there in the what in the third, the three seed. Um, yep. It just goes to show the inconsistent season that Tommy Thorne has had. I mean, look, I mean, he majors Joey McKenna back in January, and, and then he's. The next week, he's getting majored by Nick Lee. Yeah, right? Right, yeah, so, exactly. I mean, so That's the definition of inconsistency, right? Major, the guy who's taken third before, lose to a true freshman by major decision. I mean, look, I think this, a lot like 133 pounds, is really, unless somebody gets real hot, um, it's a two-man weight class. It's going to come down between McKenna, um, who has been f- just f- flipping red hot lately, and the sensational true freshman Nick Lee. You know, I think we're going to see that match again in the finals, Ben. Yeah, I, I, it's it's hard to disagree with you there. I, you know, who's I don't see Carr beating Lee. I don't see well, I don't see Thorne beating Lee, even though Thorne is on Lee's side. Right. I really don't see Thorne beating Lee. Um, and I'm yeah. and honestly, as a Buckeye fan, I'm I'm very happy that Thorne is on the op- potentially on the opposite side of the bracket. Now, I'll be interested if something changes in this weight class where the seeds change a little bit. Um, because I think Tommy Thorne's two and zero in his last two matches against Joey McKenna. I don't want to see him. I really don't want to see him right now. No, he is two and zero in the last two matches, and one was a pin. You know, granted it was an overtime, and one was a a drubbing. Now, you know they got Thorne seated there for a reason. I, I don't know all of his statistics, but I got to believe that he at least lost to Red or Limix. I'm pretty sure he lost to Limix. Um, you know, so what I'm interested in is there's some decent quarterfinals here. Um. You know, namely Red versus Limix. Red, you know, the Nebraska guy, you know, the Nebraska, everybody expected a lot out of him as a freshman. You know, he's 17 and 7. He's had some inconsistencies as well. You, you, that's not uncommon for a redshirt freshman. He lost to Nate Limix 5 to 3 when they wrestled earlier in a duel, um, I believe. <clears throat> yeah, the Nebraska Purdue duel. I'm wondering if he's going to be able to. Um, Avenge that You know It's it's weird They have him as a four And Limix as the five But Limix did beat Red Earlier this year Yeah it's funny Chad Red also Gave Tommy Thorne a loss Back at the Dactronics That's Open right In November It was an overtime That's I'm why. sorry A sudden victory um, Win for Chad Red I think it was five to three And I'll tell you right now Like 
Tommy Thorne, the reason why he's seated so low is because he's not had a good Big Ten season at all. I think three out of his last five matches in Big Ten duels, he lost three of those matches. Really? Uh, three of his last five matches. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he lost to, when they wrestled Maryland, was their last match. That's I think right, he that lost was a deal. Deal. Um, and then he, I know he lost to Nick Lee, and I think uh, old, our boy Farter Capel. They pinned him with an Carter Happel, trip. yeah. Cardo Happel pinned him. So Carter Crapple, <laughs> whatever his Twitter <laughs> handle Carter is. Crapple ain't even starting. No, he lost the wrestle off. Turk starting. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see. So last time, you know, Limix beat Red last time. So you know, the four fives, the four five, right? It's they're going to see each other in the quarterfinals. Um, Speaking of Red, I think. Well, maybe it's just me, but I would like to think that I. I think a lot of people expected him to have a bit better of a season than he had this year. He was pretty inconsistent this year. He was, you, you know, he was. He lost his, you know, he lost to Cole Weaver. Um, you know, Mike Carr, who nobody really knew who the heck he was until, um, <laughs> you know, until he, I think he beat Red. So, you know, he doesn't have a ton of terrible losses. You know, he's lost to his Jacks, Albers, Merediths a couple times, but. <sighs> I think it's like the Weaver and the Mike Carr loss that really are head scratchers when when you're talking about a guy that was supposed to come out and potentially challenge for a high spot on that podium. Yeah, and maybe I, I don't have his information right in front of me. Maybe we just haven't seen that really marquee signature win out of him this year either. I mean, unless you want to Tommy say it was Thorne. Tommy Thorne right. back in in November, but Tommy Thorne has like nine losses on the year, so is that really that signature God, win? Nine losses, no. And so I think he's appropriately seated. You know, I think I think that Limix could have had the argument and. I'd have to really dig into it that he could be seated above Red, but Limix probably has some some strange losses himself because I know he beat Red. But but I think in the end there's so much inconsistency. Look, when Mike Carr is the third seed, that means there's a lot of inconsistency underneath him. Completely agree. So look, as we said, we're going McKenna Nick Lee part two in the finals. How do you see this match playing out? I see it pretty similar to the first match. I, I think that both both guys are going to be able to exchange takedowns. I think they're both going to get, you know, going to both get a, get a takedown or two. Um, I think what's going to hopefully separate them is that Joey McKenna will be able to at least maybe get a riding time point, like he was able to do last time. Um, you know, if Nick Lee gets out quick, I think that I think people need to watch that. If Nick Lee gets out quick on McKenna, say in the second period, and it's one zero Lee at that time, you know, with maybe fifteen twenty seconds of riding time, I think people will need to really need to think, oh. That's that's not favoring McKenna at that point. I still like McKenna. How can you not? He just beat Kevin Jack and shut him down completely. Nick Lee is no Kevin Jack, so I'm going to go with Joey McKenna in this one. I like McKenna as well, um, and I don't. I'm thinking it might not be as close as what we think it's going to be. I'm not saying he's going to blow him out, but I think it could be another one of those controlling type. You know, one of those you know controlling type dominant victories. Not I don't want to use the word dominant, but. Um, what I would love to see is for McKenna to get a takedown or two and really wear Lee down with some tough rides. Maybe not necessarily turning him, but really wearing him down so that way it negates that pace that Nick Lee has. And if that's the case, I see us, you know, we get a couple of takedowns, get that riding time point. I don't think Nick Lee can ride us either, so I'd like us to put up, you know, five, six, seven points in this match. Yeah, I think if you get seven points, he probably got a good shot there. Uh, you know, Nick Lee and Chad Red wrestled in the state finals. In Indiana, and Chad Red beat him. Yeah, Chad Red, I think, was undefeated in Indiana. He's a four-time champ. I don't know if he was undefeated in in Indiana. That would make sense. Yeah, Nick Lee bumped up to I guess you know a year that year to wrestle him. Ended up losing. Um, you know, stuff like that can get your head. So luckily for for Lee, Red's on the other side, and then luckily for us, Thorne's on the other side. You, yeah, I mean, I think that Tommy Thorne is a six seed. You've got to probably watch out for him. You know, the lights are on. 
Um, I mean, to, to you know, probably maybe get into the 3-4 match. Oh, yeah, of course. So. Look, I'm just glad he's on the other side of the bracket from, from McKenna. Right. So, honestly. you know, I think that I think that Tommy Thorne's probably, <laughs> he's my dark horse. I'm allowed to pick him as a dark horse. Wow, you're really going out on a He was outside the top man. four, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to 149. This is a weight class. Holy moly. The pre-seeds are a little interesting. Um, this weight class is damn tough in the bigs, man. What are we getting? Eight, nine? I think we're getting nine, right? I'll tell you right now, but I think we are getting nine. Uh, yeah, you're getting nine. That's a lot. This is a lot at this weight class. Um, obviously, your top two seeds, Rutherford one, Sorensen two. Um, I think they got it right with the three seed, in my honest opinion. I think uh, Deacon it should Absolutely. be the three seed. Um, I think it gets a little dicey here at the four five. Not that it matters. I, I say dicey. I think it gets a little interesting, um, but it doesn't really matter. They got McChrystal number four, Keyshawn number five. I think it's and Keyshawn I, Hayes' the Luca loss. Yeah, actually, you know what? I think they got it interesting at the four, five, six. To be honest, um, Deluca could have maybe had an argument for a higher seed. He's got some nice wins, especially the one over Hayes, if I remember correctly. Um, uh, if I'm Hayes, I would have rather had the six. Give Deluca totally the five. Agree, Give Deluca the five. Yeah. I'll take the uh, the six. Um, yeah, then then you got a chance that you got to beat Sorensen then Deacon, right? No, you got to beat Deacon then Sorensen. Yeah, and you know what though, Ben, I'm. I'm not sure we want to see Deacon right now. I'd rather see him than Zane Rutherford. I'll tell you that much right now. Well, yeah. And there's a good chance that we're going to see Deacon in this tournament in the third and fourth place match, in my opinion. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I think Deacon beats Sorensen. Wouldn't it be in the third place match? Third and fourth place match? That's no, what Deacon it... and Sorensen wrestle for in the semis. Oh, you, oh, I'm sorry. You think Deacon's going to beat Sorensen? Yeah, he lost really? to my headgear pull last time. They really? I, I love Deacon. I think he's a freaking absolute stud. Oh, he's a monster. He's a monster. But a world medalist, baby. I got to go with the grizzled veteran and Sorensen in this tournament, man. Once, All right. the, once you get to, you know, the postseason March time, Sorensen usually shows up. <laughs> Unless he's wrestling St. Rutherford the NCAA tournament and give it pinned at 30 seconds. Well. Yeah, that's that's tough to put anybody up against Jesus. that. Sorry, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, this, this, I'll tell you what, this weight has got some. The quarters in this weight are just going to be crazy. Let's just kind of look at a few of them. So, how about quietly? Okay, go ahead. Seated ninth after making the round of twelve last year and transferring from Blyce made the round of twelve. Northern Illinois to Minnesota, Blyce, Steve Blyce or Steve Blyce. I think it's Blyce. Yeah, below Malik Amin. Now Blyce has been injured. He hasn't wrestled a ton this year. I don't think. I think he missed the first half of the season. Maybe eligibility. You know, the whole transfer thing. I don't know. Whatever it was, he missed the first half of the season. You're talking about like a Blyce Amin quarter. You know, we're talking, oh my goodness. There's gonna be Even 11 seed, no, 10 seed Cole Martin, he's had some good wins too. He has. I think he was a Midlands finalist or Midlands champ. Wasn't he a Midlands champ? What? I swear to gosh. I got to check that out. What? Was he really? Hold on. I'll tell you right now. I know we're going off a little bit of the rails No, here. I want to know. Did... Cole Martin? No, he lost to Nate Lemix in the. Uh, um, what the heck? No, he didn't. No, he he didn't win Midland. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm stoned or something. Jesus. <laughs> what did you start? Were you high? Are you on? Are we live? Yeah, we're live. Oh. <laughs> did I click on Cole Martin? Anyways, he wasn't a Midlands champ. Hey, speaking of high, on my way over here, I was listening to the Spotify, and yeah. it was like. It was like a word from God. Like three songs in a row, it was Dr. Dre's Kush, 
Nice. Wyclef's gone till November. <laughs> and then lastly, Steve Aoki's uh, Smoke My Dope. <laughs> so I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, that is strange. I'm wondering about that. <laughs> Shut up. Just thought I'd share. Maybe DeLuca beats Deacon. Not going to happen. Maybe DeLuca wrestles somebody. Um, <laughs> anyways, gosh, we are we're, we're way off track right now. Just staring at these. Look, the big these just came out like right before we started, you know, laying this down. So, all right, give me your get give, give me your semis, man. Give me your semis right now. Oh, you know, I got Zane versus Hayes, right? I mean, Zane versus Hayes. Yes. Am I being am I no. being disrespectful to who? Pletcher beat McChrystal last year. Who are you being disrespectful to to Pletcher McChrystal? No. And uh, you know, I got Sorensen Deacon. Son. Hayes has like what three losses on the year. Yeah. He's got three losses on the year. I'm trying to look up McChrystal and right. wrestle stats, but it won't even work. No, I mean, I love it. I, I think you're right. I think we so see. Your, who's I, your semi? I think we see Zane versus Hayes, and I think we see Sorensen versus Deacon. And I, I like, I you know, ballsy. I like it. I like you picking Deacon. Um, but I think we're we're going to see another Zane Sorensen in the finals. Deacon beat McChrystal 11 2. Deacon's awesome. We've said that. Heilman beat McChrystal 13 to 4. You can't tell me Hayes ain't going to just get Hayes on top. Hayes lost to McChrystal this year by medical forfeit. <laughs> Cliff Keen. Jeez. You got to count those things in seating, man. That don't make sense. No, you count injury defaults, I'm not count- medical forfeits. Oh, I'm counting that medical forfeit so hard. Counting it. Anyways, I like Hayes to um, take fourth in this weight. You thought I was going to say beat Rutherford. No, I didn't. I know you're not that big of an idiot. Um I tell you what, Ben. Who's your two, three, baby? I think Sorensen is the runner up, and I like, I'm liking Deacon to take third in this tournament, man. Yeah, I think that Deacon's third or second. I see it, you know, Rutherford one, Sorensen two, Deacon three, and uh, Hayes four. Um, And I'm interested to see, I mean, this is one of those weight classes where there's going to be a lot of great matches, especially when you're talking about, you know, down in the concies um, as people are, you know, fighting for that fifth and sixth place match or seventh and eighth place match. So, but, uh, all right. So like we did with 125, since we got nine guys qualifying in this weight class, who is one guy from 10 through 14 that you could see sneaking in and who does he knock out? Oh, I got Austin Nash. Okay. From no, Purdue. I'm kidding. Jesus, Ben, are you being serious about anything? We're at like 47 minutes on this podcast. <laughs> oh, hey guys. Um, we got nine people qualifying. I mean, Cole Martin has okay. a shot. Okay. What about you? Oh, and I see him knocking out. Uh... I don't know about Baby J. I don't know about Baby J in Maryland. Yeah, I'm not sure who would sneak in there, but I, I'm. I would if somebody's getting knocked out, I'd probably pick Bannister as well. Man, we're hating on Maryland. All right, cool. One fifty-seven. <laughs> Have they won anything recently? No. Ryan Deal beat Thorne. What is, what's up with this uh, tie? two number one seeds? Ty goes to the runner, man. Ty goes to the runner? Yeah. And well, Jason Nolf can't Nolf's run been running. right now. Oh, I thought he was running from people. No, I don't think he's running from anybody, man. Uh, well, his coaches vote. I mean, you've got to vote. Be seven you seven? have to vote Kimmer in as the one seed right now. Whoa. All right. I, re- I really want to talk about this. No. Why? He's healthy. He's wrestled the entire season. If Nolf's healthy... Then you put him as the one seed. I'd vote Kimmer in right now. Because Kimmer's undefeated? Yeah. He hasn't had a loss. He's got great wins. He's wrestled the entire season. Yeah, but no. What is, he's got one loss to Van Brill by injury default. You got to count it, baby. I you know. You got to but- count it. That's a Big Ten loss, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's dirty. Hey, I'll take it all day if Mike is in the four. 
Wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. You think Nolf wrestles? No, I don't. You think he, you think he steps on the mat and maybe like uh, goes like a match or two? No, I don't. You think they just sit? Yes, I do. Well, then I hope that Nolf's the one seed. No. Anyway, all right. So, Kimmer and Nolf is the one seed. Um, they'd be either the one or the two. Not that it really matters. They got Pantaleo uh, preceded three. Micah Jordan four. Um, Tyler Berger, who's just had a really, he's been an Ooh. enigma this year after looking really good last year as the five. Um, Andrew Crone coming in at six, Jake Short seven, and then old John Stankerbrill from Rutgers, the preseed Berger eight. took five, fifth yeah. last year in the country. And if you look at his losses, they were all, other than Nolf, which I think was a major, it was like one point losses. Remember him and Kimmer had those battles yep. in overtime? Oh, yeah. He lost to Crone this year. How many people are we qualifying out of this weight? There's seven, right? They got preceded eight, so they got seven. Eight. Oh, we're taking eight? Taking eight. Okay. Look at that quarter. Micah Berger. I like Micah in that match. I really do. You know, and I agree with you, and it's it's not just because, you know, Berger's had an up-and-down season. He's 18-6 and six right now. He's lost to Crone in 11-3 major decision. Pantaleo beat him 9-3. to three. Now, I know Pantaleo's worked Micah once, but the second match was a little bit closer. You know, he got pinned by Kennedy Monday. Lost to Hidley six to three, similar to Micah. Lost to Shield six to four, similar to Micah. Another drubbing to Pantaleo. Dude, Burgers had pretty much the same scene as in as Micah, but Micah just hasn't had that the weird the loss Andrew to Crone the Crone loss, or know. to um, Kennedy Monday. Right. You know, I, I, look, I, I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing that Micah pulls out of that quarter. I do. I think he pulls out. You of guarantee that it. I guarantee it. In I, fact, I've if I'm wrong, Jordan, I've never seen a Jordan pull out in my life. You watch much? I'm just saying, just based on empirical evidence. <laughs> you've been you've been keeping that one in your back pocket for a while, haven't you? You totally have. I swear, Brandon. Like you legitimately. I'm quick witted, man. Just pulled a piece of paper out of your back pocket and read it off. No, I didn't. I'm quick witted, dog. You know how that be. <laughs> um, but I don't know if Micah pulls out of that quarter. I do. I think he does. And if I'm wrong, anybody that we see wearing an inside trip T-shirt at Big Tens um, will be drinking free for an hour on Ben. Uh, cheap beer and well drinks. Why is this? Well, no. no. All right. I, I think we didn't give the, the Nolf Cameron discussion all that it's due. I know you said because Cameron's undefeated. I mean, I guess is there any more to say about that? You just truly believe that he should be the one seed based Tell on Tell me why criteria. you think he shouldn't be. Let, let's start with that. Multiple time returning Big Ten champ. Multiple time national champ. I, I, I think that they do take into account. If they didn't, then Imar wouldn't be the one seed. You know, people and remember these coaches are helping to vote this thing in. There's no really criteria. I, to- I think that if Nolf totally in the it, tournament, man. I get what you're saying. If Nolf was undefeated and Kimmer was undefeated, it would be no contest in my opinion. It, w- it would be no question that it would be Jason Nolf. But you have to take into consideration an injury default loss in the Big Ten. What prevents somebody else from saying, "Well, if it's not going to hurt me, I'm just going to default out of this match"? It was an injury default loss to a Big Ten opponent. So he is not undefeated, and he's not undefeated in the Big Ten. So you have to it make Kimmer. It would have been Kimmer, nice to see them wrestle. You have to make Kimmer the one seed. Okay. Well, I feel bad for the three seed then. <laughs> Pantaleo? Yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> come on, man. That ain't fair. He took Nolf down twice. Oh, gosh. Woo. If Nolf ain't ready to go and he actually wrestles. I don't think he wrestles, though, Ben. I really don't. Do you think he wrestles? I wouldn't wrestle him. No, there's no point. But if I wouldn't wrestle him, then I would. See, this is the bullshit that I'm talking about. You know, I, I get it with Kale, but well, because he got to weigh him in anyways. But don't seed him; it screws up the rest of the bracket, dude. It does. And 
That's why I keep going back to that stuff that he pulled last year at Nationals with uh, Suriano. That was shady stuff. I mean, because unless he thought that Suriano was going to, Suriano didn't step on the mat until May. You. Not only did you mess up seeding, but you screwed another guy out of a chance out of qualifying for that tournament. Maybe maybe a senior who'd never qualified or something. Right. I don't know. Could have got a spot. And you're I absolutely right. I know they they said who the next guy in line was. Would have been Noah Bauman. Noah Bauman. Yeah, a freshman who had a pretty From good Cornell. season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. You screwed a guy out of a chance of qualifying for the national tournament, and Kel knew what he was doing. Suriano was never going to wrestle. Come on. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I didn't like that. I think that that tactic is, is bad form. Um, you know, I, we all want Nolf to wrestle 100%, you know, 100% healthy. But if he's not, don't seed him here. It's silly. It just messes up the rest of the bracket for, you know, somebody to have a chance. So if Nolf doesn't wrestle, I think Kemmer is de- the definite favorite. I'm curious to know if him and Pantaleo have ever wrestled. I don't think they've wrestled this year. They didn't wrestle in the duel. Kemmer didn't wrestle. That's right. Pantaleo had a, like a decent close match to one of Iowa's tough. That backups. would be a match I'm interested in seeing as a Pantaleo-Kemmer match. <sighs> I think that Kemmer would put it to him. You think so? Yeah, I think Kemmer is the clear number two at this weight. Well, I, think, I, I, I mean, I like Hidley. He's not bad. I think Kemmer is the clear number two, um, especially at this weight class, but... Like I said, you know, I said before in the off season, I always thought Pantaleo had the athleticism to stay in a match with Nolf. Maybe not beat Nolf, but stay in a match. And we saw them wrestle this year. He took Nolf down twice. You exactly were so, right. So Pantaleo is one of those guys that for for two periods or a period and a half, he's going to be a tornado, and he's there's a great chance that he could put you on your back at any time, which we've seen before. He definitely can do that. And, and you know, he's been able to finish out some matches. Um, he's just he's one of those other guys. We, it seems like we have one of these guys at every weight. You know, Thorne, somebody else. It's just strange, strange season. Same with Berger, strange season. But you're telling me that if I wouldn't be entirely shocked. Well, I don't know. I I think I would be entirely shocked if anybody but Kemmer or Nolf were in the finals, if if they're healthy. I think that the, they've separated each other. But no, I, I think that other, I think other than that, I think that anyone could win that match. I hear you. All right. Um. So you're liking Kemmer in this tournament then. If yeah. Nolf doesn't wrestle, even what if Nolf does wrestle? What about a, a possibly unhealthy Nolf who hasn't been on the mat in a while? Who do you like in that? That's match? a really bad idea to put an unhealthy Nolf on the mat. <laughs> now, if he's just healthy a hundred percent, but just not in shape, um, I still like Nolf, but I think it'd be I think it's be close. I think it'd be a point or two. If Nolf's ready to go a hundred percent, then I you know it's he beat him up pretty good last year. You know, it's not a fi- not within five points. Nice, but you know if Kemmer can keep a match with. Then five points of Jason Knopf. That's pretty damn good. All right, man. Let's go to 165. This weight class is just... It hurts my It's head. frightening. It is absolutely frightening. Let's just start with the big debate, man. Who should be the one seed? I like Martinez. I like Martinez as the one seed. What's your reasoning? I, I think that you look at some past criteria. You look at some past year's credentials. Um, Martinez did beat Marinelli last year. Marinelli was in red shirt. Hard to take that into consideration openly, but I still think people are going to look at that. Two, you know, he's a multiple-time national champ, multiple-time Big Ten champ. But you know what? Marinelli's done everything that's been asked of him, except for step on that match when they dueled because he was still injured. You know, he didn't step on the mat when they dueled. Well, and Imar didn't wrestle at Midlands either because he was sick. So, right. I mean, you right. know, it kind of goes both ways there. But I think you're right, man. I think 
if you're seeding based just off of this year's criteria, you got to go Marinelli. I agree. You have to go Marinelli. I mean, if we're if we're saying, hey, just look at the stats based off this year's results, you got to go Marinelli. I mean, he he's beaten Massa, he beat Vincenzo Joseph, um, he's beaten everybody, Lewis. Richie Lewis, uh, Campbell. Um, I mean, he's even got non conference wins over guys like Chandler Rogers and Schleifer. Um, I mean, he's beat Richie Richie Lewis twice this year, actually. Yep. So he's had a phenomenal season. He's but had I mean, one of the best freshman seasons I've seen in a while since maybe Isaiah Martinez. Yeah, him and Hidley. I mean, it's been it's been really good. Um, you know, but then you look at Imar. Imar's also undefeated. He missed some time in the beginning of the season because he wrestled out at U twenty three Worlds, which I don't think you can. If you start holding people accountable for that stuff, we're not going to send our best guys to those types of competitions. I don't think you hold them accountable. You just can't give them. I mean, they don't have anything to get credit for. Right. You, you know don't give saying? them credit for. Yeah, you don't give them credit for taking a bronze at U twenty threes. Um, or you know, or whatever, or no, Martinez. I can't remember. I don't think he placed. You can't give him credit for wrestling U twenty threes, right? But I don't think you say, well, you know, we're gonna hold you. We're gonna say that hurts. But I think, I mean, I think you do. You look at some past credentials here, and you hey, say, hey, here's a guy that's a three time Big Ten champ, going for his fourth Big Ten champ. He's a three time national finalist, two time national champion. Um, he's lost to uh, two guys in his, you know, his entire college career. I, I think if you're looking at it from that way, yeah, I think you give Imar, you give Imar the one seed. Hey, we both agree with that. You know what that sets up, though? Potential for Marinelli Joseph semi. Yeah. Who do you like there? I hate saying this, but I like Joseph in the rematch. Yeah. Okay. I think, you know, Joseph, if you go back to that match that him and Marinelli had, you know, Joseph kind of controlled that match in the beginning. He hit that, you know, that first inside trip on him. Didn't get any back points. Marinelli did a fantastic job getting off his back right away. Um, But then he went for that second trip. And uh, the bull was ready for it, and he put him on his back. He put him on. I his think back. if you take away that those six points, that was a six point move, right? Oh, absolutely, there. yeah. You know, I think Vincenzo Joseph kind of controlled that match beforehand. You know, not to get terribly off topic. Well, this isn't off topic at all. You know, the two wrestles the seven in the quarters. That's Marinelli Logan Massa. What the hell? You know, and when they wrestled the first time, <laughs> when they wrestled the first time, I think that was Mass's first match back off of injury. It was close too, and it was like a like a one or two point match. I think it was a one point one match. point match. And Massa, here's a guy that was Big Ten runner up last year and took third in the national tournament. Third in the NCAA tournament, seventh seed in the Big Ten this year. Boys and girls, do you want anything else? You may not even. I mean, you may not even get to see Marinelli Joseph. Yeah, no. Would it, would it shock you? I mean, I, fa- I think I favor Marinelli because you just have to look at the way Mass has wrestled since he came back, and it's just not not been very good. And if there's if you go by styles to look, Massa is really good at attacking people from space, and Marinelli is very solid. You know, he's that that defensive positional wrestler, and he's going to tie you up and wear you down. And I think that obviously bodes to the advantage of Marinelli. You want to you hear some matches that we're going to watch before we go to lunch? On Friday? Where are we eating? I don't know. Because Friday there's no wrestling. Or Saturday. Oh, where are we eating? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we'll eat somewhere. <laughs> We're going to see Marinelli Joseph. We're going to see, in the first round, Isaiah White, Tayshan Campbell. Ooh, they've wrestled twice this year. It's one-to-one. One-to-one. We're going to see which. We're gonna see Joseph, or um, excuse me, uh, Richie Lewis, Evan Wick. Man, Wick was doing so well early in mid to mid-season. He's kind of had a couple of losses lately. Yeah. But those are all matches we're going to see before it even goes to the second round. All right. So before we get down to who's going to make the semis and stuff, let's talk Tayshan Campbell from okay. an Ohio State perspective. 
They've got him preceded ninth, I believe. Yep. Is that right? Yeah, ninth. Um, and I got to be honest with you, Ben. I I got to be honest with you. It would take a hell of a tournament for him to finish better than that, in my opinion. You yeah, know, you I know, keep I, saying in my opinion, I, I should probably stop that. No, it's fine that you can say in your opinion because it is your opinion. And like, you know, what makes Kentaisha and beat Isaiah White again? Yeah, I think he can. Both of those matches were pretty damn close. Tayshan got caught up in a pretty big grind in the Big Ten. We've talked about this, you know, ad nauseum. I think that he's got a shot of winning that first match. And if he does, I think he ends up wrestling a Richie Lewis after, you know, after they maybe drop down. I'll tell you one thing. If Tayshan doesn't beat Isaiah White, he's going to have a real tough time being top eight. Let me tell you why. Because he's in the second round of the He'll have a bye, I think, or something like that, or something. And then in the second round of the consos, he wrestles the loser of the Bull Massa. If he loses to White, he wrestles the loser of Bull Massa and the Consies, just to be top eight. I want to go back to Tayshan versus White, okay? Because you're like the second or third Buckeye homer that I've communicated with in the last week that's all like really geeked up about Tayshan, you know, he, he could beat White. He's going to beat White again. He already did I didn't it. say he's going to already beat him. I'm I just, just said he can. But let's talk about this for a second. Uh, yes, Campbell beat White at Vegas. That was one of Campbell's only three victories against Big Ten competition all year long. Another one of those came in, like, November 1st against Idris White from Maryland, okay? His third Big one, win. Yeah, that was huge. That was real huge. That's probably what got him preceded ninth, actually. Um, you know, and then his other one was, what was it, recently? Not recently. It wasn't recently. It was against... Uh, Oh, another guy from Maryland, Burnham, whoever that is, you know, Brendan Burnham. Yeah. Okay. Tasha, Isaiah Waits, nineteen and four. It's not nineteen and four. He's had a What's phenomenal year. Record? Um, really, it's uh fourteen and eight. Okay. Fourteen and eight. I'm just, I just don't see it, Ben. Talk me off the ledge here. Talk me into it. What have we seen it? What have we seen out of him that says he's gonna beat an Isaiah White? We've seen one bad match out of Tayshawn Campbell. One bad loss. Out of Tayshawn Campbell all year. And that was to Austin Hiles. Other than that, he doesn't have any bad losses. Now, has he, has he won? You know, or, you know, some of the matches he lost were pretty bad. I think he got majored by Logan Massa. I think he got majored by um, uh, Vincenzo Joseph. You know, all I'm saying is that I think that he can beat Isaiah White. It's, it's, not, it's not that – it's not earth-shattering to say that. All right. All right. I, just, I was just – Has Isaiah White had a better season? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it doesn't guarantee that Isaiah White's just going to walk through Tayshan either. I'm not saying guarantees. I'm just saying what makes people believe that it's going to happen. That's all I'm asking. Jim Campbell's still got – he's still the guy that's got some decent wins this year. All right, so this weight class is deep. Ten's coming out of it. Who do you see clearing the quarters to make the semis, Ben? Well, I'm going to go with uh, Martinez versus oh. – Martinez versus Lewis, and I'm gonna go chalk. Marinelli Joseph. I think that Marinelli beats Massa again. I think I think it actually beats him by worse this time. Now that he's starting to feel himself a little bit. All right. What about you? Tell me what side of the bracket the eight would be on. The eight's gonna be on the uh, top. Which quarter? He's gonna wrestle the one. Okay, the one. Uh, yeah. Then I, I I like seeing Martinez clear that into the semis. Um, I. 
I, I'm going to go with Richie Lewis just like you. Um, I, I'm actually thinking that we see a Vincenzo Joseph versus Logan Massa. You like Massa? So nice. I do. You I like bet. the seven over the two in the quarter? I do. Um, I think Massa's starting to get his legs back, starting to get his lungs back. Um, I think he, going off memory here, I think he looked decent in his last match. Um, who did he wrestle in his last match, Ben? Uh, I can tell you. You have to give Please me a second. Um, oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah. So, we saw him beat Tayshan Campbell 7-2. to two, Then he beat Logan Parks in his last match. It was a major decision. Um, his last three matches, he's had an 11-2, to two, a 7-2, to two, and a 13-5 to five match. Um, that's after... Finally, getting back in the win column over Isaiah White, you know, three to one. So yeah, I think is Mass is turning his season around. He's starting to get back into the groove of it. I like to see. I I like him too to make the semis. A guy that good doesn't just fall off. No, you know, not this year, boys but, and girls. And not saying he's going to let later on. He he definitely got a shot to beat Marinelli. Oh, for certain, for certain. Um, but I really, I, I think we're going to see a Vincenzo Imar match in the finals. I think it's what everybody oh, yeah. wants oh, yeah, to see. Oh yeah, baby, I agree with um, you. No matter who clears, it. whether it's Marinelli or um, Mass, I agree. So who do you like in that match? Oof. I mean, I picked I picked Martinez to win the title this year again. So I mean, I got to choose him, right? But I picked him before I saw how good Vincenzo Joseph has looked. He's looked absolutely outstanding, except for one exchange against Marinelli. Except for literally one exchange all year, not even one match, one exchange all year. He's looked almost unbeatable, and he has been. So who are you picking? I'm picking Martinez. Oh, okay. okay. What about you? Yeah, I like Imar. I like Armar to win this match. Um, what are you thinking? You got an idea, like you know, you know, coast, you coast, you know, a nice seven to four victory. Are we talking overtime? I don't, I don't know. I, I think he's smart and he doesn't let um, Vincenzo control him with over under ties and or double overs. He stays out of that stuff, gets to his spots. I mean, but his, part of one of his spots is in underhooks. Yeah, but I think now that you see what happened when you force him. And you allowed Vincenzo to get to his position of strength, which is those double overs. It's really the double overs is where he gets you, right? He hits, yeah, he hits a lot of his stuff in double overs. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's where he hit him in the national finals last year, that's too, is exactly double right. overs, right? Yeah, Imar dug, so, dug his head and his underhook straight in. Vincenzo right. just tripped him. Kind of straight on, too, right? Instead straight of getting on. out to the side. Yeah, so no, I like I like Imar. I think it's going to be close, but I like Imar. I think it's going to be close, too. Um, all right, so 174. We would have said this was a two-man race until the recent loss by Bo Jordan to Miles Amin. Um, you got they got Mark Hall one, Bo Jordan two, uh, Miles Amin three, um, Dylan Liddy from Purdue, who's silently had a pretty good year this year as well. Very solid there um, as the four seed. I think it drops off a little bit after that. Sebastian at, from Northwestern, Skatska from Indiana. Um, Gunther, who just won the wrestle off from Caleb Young, Iowa, um, and then Ryan Christensen from Wisconsin, the eight. What are we taking out of here? Seven or eight? I'll tell you right now. Uh, 174 is going to take seven. Okay. Um, Look, the big intrigue to me comes from the top three in this weight class. Okay. Right. I think everybody else is beating Lighty. Exactly. So, and honestly, I like it. I like to see, I like seeing, I think Bo Jordan's going to get back on track against Miles Amin. I think, you know, we see uh, Mark Hall clear to the finals, Bo Jordan clear to the finals. We got another rematch. Um I'm really not sure how that one's going to go this time. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the biggest intrigue matches, I think, for, for Ohio State and Michigan fans is going to be, because this is big for, I think it's somewhat big for NCAA seeding purposes. Not huge, but I, I think it, I think it's relevant. Uh, Bo Jordan versus Miles Amin in the, in the uh, semis. I like Bo again. Um, Miles did beat him last time on a late second takedown. Before that, Bo had been undefeated against him. Uh, you know, Bo had a really big 
it was like a head scratching loss. Like he was riding him tough and then let him up with uh, you know, twenty seconds left and then ended up getting taken down. You know, you hope both learned from that. You just hope Bo's healthy. Um, if both healthy, I, I, I don't see him Miles and me being a huge issue against them. Um, I think it will be close. I think it'll be a two point match. But man, I'm not sure that I think Mark 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 Hall's firing right now. I think he's firing on a, a lot of different cylinders that that maybe we haven't even seen Mark Hall fire on at the NCAAs yet. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Mark Hall, man, that dude's got confidence for days. What he lacks in an offensive entertainment, he makes up for in confidence. Um, and I, I truly believe he. I truly think he believes that he's going to beat anybody. He's going to win the title again. Um, and to be honest, Ben, I'm just not sure after we saw the game plan that Hall executed against Bo Jordan in the duel, I'm just not sure that that we've seen anything from Bo that says he's going to be able to get through, get past that. Yeah, I mean, Hall beat him 6-4 to four in the duel, and he out-wrestled him in every position except for one. Didn't take one shot either. Right, Bo Jordan didn't take one shot. Did Mark Hall take Yeah, Mark Hall took him down. He took him down with that duck. Oh, that duck, yeah. Right. Um, Bo Jordan took him down off of Mark Hall's shot. Oh, that's right. You're right. Okay. So that's what I'm, you know. But did Bo not take a shot because he couldn't get to that leg? Like, remember we talked absolutely. about? Absolutely. Like, what Hall do I take, do? What do I do? Hall was holding that leg back. Bo didn't take a shot. I think that's going to be a different game plan. I think Bo, Bo is going to shoot more. He's going to try to wear Hall down. But look, when you're pushing in on Hall, that's where he lo- That's where he's feast. Oh, yeah. That's where he's feast on those ducks. That's where he's feast on his uh, shots. You know, he hit a double leg against Bo in the NCAA finals when Bo was pushing in on him. <sighs> You know, he beat him six, but Mark beat Bo six to four when Bo got that. I'm not calling it a cheap takedown, but kind of like a sit the side type takedown. Um, I, I don't see much of a difference here. Mark Hall was able to ride Bo. Bo was able, Bo had nothing for Mark Hall on top. You know, I see it maybe being five to two, six three again, Mark Hall. Right. And I and then and then we'll talk about <laughs> who's the number one seed at 174 at the NCAA's. Oh, yeah, that'll get interesting. I mean, I'll still stand by Zahid. I think Zahid has probably the best wins all year, but um, we'd have to look at that. Well, we can talk about that next time. Next Sounds week. good. Because right. maybe, maybe Bo plays spoiler, baby, and makes it a non-issue. There you go. There you go. All right, 184. I, dude, I'm, I'm geeked about this weight class. Like, I'm really geeked this about this. six, what son. Do, what do we get, seven? Seven or eight? Uh, I should keep that up. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. We're going to get eight, boys. Okay, so we're getting eight out of this weight class, and I think there is a ton of intrigue going down to, like, the top seven-seated guys. Um, Agree with you. You know, totally. the, right now you've you got Bo Nickel, the obvious one, Miles Martin, two, Abinator from Michigan, three, um, one of our favorite fan favorites, Emory Parker from Illinois at four. We got the gravy train, Nick Gravina, at five, and then the freshman who's had a phenomenal year, Taylor Vins from Nebraska, six. And then Ricky Robertson from Wisconsin at seven. And then rounding the top eight would be Mitchell Bowman from Iowa. I was worried you were going to say Tyler Vance. See how I spell it, t- Tyler? Oh, my bad. Did I say Taylor? No, it is Taylor. Oh. It is oh, Taylor. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. The, but I thought you were going to say Tyler, and I was just going to be like, ah, yeah. But no, you, you got it exactly no. right. <laughs> I know the man's name. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Big Ten doesn't. I thought you were being a smart ass. Like, no. Because <laughs> it does say Tyler. Dude, maybe it's his twin brother. Sh- shut the front You don't door. know. All right, stop yelling. You you hurting people's ears, man. It's Big Ten weekend. So the reason why I find this weight class so intriguing is one, Dominic Abinator's looking real good right now. He's looking real good. Taylor Vince has had some great wins this year. I'm curious to see how that match goes. 
If Abinator clears that, oh, Ben Abinator, we're looking at a possible rematch against Miles Martin. Abinator was able to, you know, to, to hang with Martin for for the majority of that match, and then on the top half, look at that four five Parker versus Gravina. And if Gravina, the five clears that to the semis, he's looking at Bo Nickel, who he gave I Bo think Nickel Gravina's a great match Parker before. You know, I mean, I'm not saying this year, but like that's, I like Parker this year. You know, to beat Gravina, but holy moly, that's a tough quarter. You know, it's funny you say that. Like, I I like Parker, and I I would probably pick him to win that match. But I think Gravina's actually looked really good this year. He has. Now, Abinator did beat Venz nine to five recently in February. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I probably like Abinator there. But you know, Venz is a hammer on top, home run hitter. You know, he's a home run hitter with that cradle on top. All you need is one. Look, if you're swinging for the fences, all you need is one. So. There's a, I tell you what, these top, these top six, I'd say, you know, Ricky Robertson, he's scrappy and he could probably upset anybody four through six if he had a really great match, but you know, I, I don't like him, you know, that much. But I tell you what, he's on your fantasy team. I know. I just, I'm not, I don't love it. <laughs> trust me. But I tell you what, I think six through him and Andrew Crow. I know. You I love like, Wisconsin. I, why? That's why I'm not going to win this year. <laughs> You're finally coming to realization. Like, there's nobody else for me to pick up, man. <laughs> um, that's fantasy wrestling, man. It ain't life. Six. I tell you what, I can see six through three at any. That's maybe a little bit of disrespect to the Abinator because he's been so solid this year. But I could see those guys. That that's going to be. A, it's gonna be a dog fight, man. I I think I like Martin, especially after that nice win against uh, Renda. But yeah, that was a close match against Abinator. He had to scramble late to win. So, yeah, I mean, there's just something about Abinator wrestling his senior year in the state of Michigan. Obviously, not at Michigan, but a Michigan State. But in the state of Michigan, in this tournament, he's already been a Big Ten champion before, right? Big Ten runner-up or Big Ten champ? I think he was a champ. Yeah, I think he was ago. a champ um, the year before he redshirted. There's definitely some some interest there. Obviously, you favor Mymar, in my opinion, but I would not be surprised in the least if Abinader, you know, is able to string together a couple of takedowns and can clear into the finals off there. Give me your finals picks. Give me your semis. Semis and finals. Okay. So my semis, I mean, I got Nickel versus uh, Parker and uh, Martin versus Abinader. I'm going to talk a lot of these, which isn't always going to be the case. Um, you know, and, and I got Nickel versus Martin. I think that Martin gets it done again, you know, against an Abinator. Now, if he loses the Abinator, I still think there's a case for him to be the two seed of the NCAAs, but that's neither here nor there. Um, if Martin loses the Abinator. I actually, you know, I, I agree with you except for I can see old gravy chain Gravina, Gravina. beating Parker and making the semis against Nickel. And I'll tell you what. Don't touch his dad, Stromboli. Mr. Gravina. Leave my Stromboli alone this weekend. <laughs> yeah. But I if think your boy wins it, i tell you right now, if Nick Gravina wins it, I'll buy him and his dad both a Stromboli. That's nice of you. If he wins it. If he wins it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I think that's probably the biggest uh, swing match uh, amongst the, the chalk weights, just because Abinator just beat Venz um, pretty good. But, you know, now we got Bone Nickel versus Mymar in the finals like we did last year. Last year didn't end up too well for Bo Nickel. Mymar out-wrestled him in every position. Almost got riding time on him. It was like 52 seconds. Took him down a couple times. Bo didn't, you know, Bo took, I think, Martin down maybe once. Uh, maybe not. I can't quite remember. But uh, Martin looked great. Martin didn't look so great in the duel this year against Bo Nickel. 
Didn't look so great in the duel against Bo Nickel last year. What do we see? You tell me, man. Where are you going with this? You know, when Martin and Nickel, when I had to make this pick at Penn State. You want me to be the bad guy? No, I, I can do that. Okay. When, when Martin and Nickel wrestled against Penn State, I said Miles Martin wasn't going to lose to Bo Nickel all year. I was 100% wrong on that one. Uh, that lefty high crotch really scared me. I think that Martin had nothing for it. I'm going Miles Martin. <laughs> I'm going Miles Martin, baby. Woo! You had that planned, didn't you? I had no plan Jesus. at all. Jesus, look at you. I'm quick-witted. I apologize about uh, yelling there. God. Um, no, that's good. That's good. Um, I, I hope it happens, man. I, I absolutely hope it happens. Um, but if you're going to base anything off their last match, I mean, I saw nothing in that match that said Miles Martin was going to beat Bo Nickel. Um, Agreed. Again, like you said, it happened last year in the duel as well. Bo Nickel's just wrestling. I think he's wrestling really good. Even though he's had some close matches this year, I think he's wrestling extremely well. I think the man's got, like, what, almost 10 pins under a minute this year? That's insane. He, he He's a pinner. That's insane. Um, and, and you're right. We've seen some new offense out of him, like that lefty high crotch in, that, in the duel against Mymar. Um, I'm going to pick Bo here. I'm going to pick Bo here, and I'm going to be pleasantly surprised when uh, when Mymar wins the match. Yeah, I... I... <clears throat> Nobody can debate that, that that that's not a smart choice. In fact, you know, choosing Miles Martin isn't the, the most intelligent pick here. You know, and I and I agree with you wholeheartedly that there was a hundred percent regarding that match, particularly at the duel. That there's nothing in that match that showed me that Mymar can beat Bo Nickel. However, we've seen that song and dance before, and Mymar's that would have been able to do it a couple times. I think that Mymar gets it done at least once. I'd rather it be at the national tournament. Yeah, I agree. Um, you like Avenator third here then? I do. Yeah, I really do. Honestly, I like the winner of Abinader and Venz to be third, to be truthfully honest. Remember Parker and Venz had a crazy match where Venz was up big. And actually, they could wrestle each other twice. They could wrestle each other in the third and fourth place match, right? Yeah. I mean, Venz and Abinader could wrestle twice. I'd have to look at the exact break. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter, but they could wrestle each other twice. I don't see Venz beating Abinader twice, to be truthfully honest. No, I I like Abinader. um, But I I can see him beating, beating him once. This is this is this gonna be a really good weight for for only getting eight out. Oh, it's gonna be amazing weight. The, the top six. Look at the top seven. The top seven are all ranked in the top eleven in the country. Yeah, and all have nationals experience. You know, with a couple of Americans sprinkled in there. Minus Tyler Venz. Well, yeah, <laughs> Tyler doesn't Tyler. have. I've been looking him up on WrestleStat. I can't find him. Can't find Tyler. <laughs> what do you think about uh, Colin Moore getting that one seat at one ninety seven? Because I'm loving it. Um, I think it's appropriate. Uh, his only lo- Big Ten loss is to a guy that's not starting, so I think it's appropriate. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you, but damn, just because uh, just because uh, Kassar beat Moore doesn't mean Rashid gets credit for it. That's, yeah, no chance of property <laughs> there. Um, Shakur Rashid has two losses on the year. Moore has two losses on the year. Um, I I'll tell you, I, th- look. I think you go by past credentials here, okay, because Colin Moore was a Big Ten champ last year. Um, but if you're looking at based off this year, you got to give it to Rashid. He's undefeated in the Big Ten. He hasn't lost since November. He's been wrestling as well as anyone in the country right now at this weight class, and Colin Moore has not. Right, Ben? Completely agree with you. Colin That's... Moore actually has lost um, two out of his last three matches. Yeah. Shakur Rashid, two losses at the same tournament. Exactly. That's... I think that's that's more telling than anything. And I think he 
Oh, no, one of them, was, excuse me, that was a medical forfeit. He lost early to Kyle Connell, yeah. 3-2, to two, and then he lost uh, to Darmstadt, 8-4, to four, and then he forfeited out of that Forfeited tournament. out, he lost to Ben Homius on a medical forfeit. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think y- this you're is right. one you He's, might see changed. But if you're going off, it's kind of, if you're going off the entire thing here, that's, see, that's just, that's what's weird to me is that, yeah, Colin Moore, returning third place All-American, returning Big Ten champ. He's got two losses on the year, but he's got a loss in the Big Ten. All right. right, Rasheed doesn't. Rasheed doesn't. Now, the fact that he has a loss in the Big Ten to a guy that's a non-starter, does that change things? I don't know. It probably does. So it's- if that's the case, all right, then I, no complaints about it at all. But if I was Penn State, I would probably have a little bit of a gripe to say, hey, listen, my guy's undefeated in the Big Ten. Here's all the guys we've beaten. Yeah, and I and I and I'd rather face Kevin Beasley than Cash Wilkie if the if the you know if if Colin Moore, so I would rather be the one because Be, you know Beasley Colin Moore beat the heck out of him Wilkie was a closer match. Yeah, Cash Wilkie's my stock. He was my stock down. He's been trending downward lately. Um, hasn't looked very good of recent, <clears throat> but I don't know. I see this as a Colin Moore Shakur Rashid final. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't see anybody in this bracket that can can hold a candle to those two. And as an Ohio State fan, I'm picking Colin Moore to win this match, but I'm scared of this match. I, I, I'm frightened of Rashid. Yeah, I, I think that this is one of those matches where you can play it in through your head and look at all the results you want in the world and look at how well one's wrestling right now and how, you know, how Colin Moore's kind of faltering. And I still don't think you can get a clear picture about who's going to be the winner. I, I am going to choose Colin Moore as well. I'm a homer. Um, but... I'm choosing them based off the fact that I think that I think that Colin Moore's size advantage actually is going to be helpful here. Um, it hasn't helped other people against Rashid, so maybe I'm completely wrong. You know what scares me the most about Rashid? It's his confidence that he has going into this tournament. He, he's, on, mean, he's on a high. He he's wrestling with swagger. You saw that that it was an awesome interview, kind of about the the whole nickname with Kale, the Sugar Rashid thing. I mean, he just looks like he's having fun. He's loose. He's relaxed. A lot of confidence. He almost like he doesn't have any pressure. He came into the season as the third stringer. You know, uh, he wasn't McC- even. He didn't even know he was going to go ninety-seven or not. Exactly. He's so like, maybe I'll back up Bo Nickel. Maybe I'll back up somebody else. I don't even know. And then he comes out. Now he's the starter, the potential two seed at the Big Ten tournament. I mean, you're right. He's got no pressure. I think people forget that Rashid was actually a pretty damn good wrestler. He was an amazing wrestler who's been out of his weight class for the, his entire career. Right. He's still out of his weight class. He's an eighty-four pounder. You know, I mean. I like Colin Moore. I don't know why. I, because I'm not going to pick Rashid. That's why. Sorry to anybody listening. I, I'm picking Colin Moore because I'm not going to pick Rashid. Yeah, you know what? I refused. I picked Bo Nickel. I refused to pick Rashid. I'm picking Colin Moore. Yeah, but I got. But besides that, I have no other empirical, empirical data that's going to tell me. That, I, I don't know who's going to win this match. I've you used about that it a word lot. twice today. Was did you just like come across that word on the internet today? Have I? What word? Empirical. Oh no, I don't know. Just, no, I like it. It's it's a, it's a great word. I just I haven't. There, I don't know who to pick in this weight class. There's nothing I see from you're, anything that makes me think You're really shooting. concerned about more. I, I mean, the last few weeks from our conversations off the mic, our conversations on the mic, I can tell you're very concerned about Colin Moore. Well, I, I wouldn't – I just – I don't like when somebody loses the two out of the last three matches. I, I still think he's going to be fine. I just don't know if he's going to be fine, meaning he places again this year, or fine, meaning he wins it running away. You know, right? Because before we didn't know if there was anybody that could even challenge him. He looked so good last year. He beat the heck out of everybody except for Far and Cox. 
beat the heck out of him. And he even beat the heck out of Far at the Big Ten. Tournament. Yeah, that was an awesome match. Like 15 to 10 or something. Yeah, it was 11. a really cool match. And this year, he, he hasn't looked the same, and, it hasn't, and it's been all year. It's been all year. There's been moments, but it's been all year. All right, well. Now we got freaking. Let's move up to 285, man. It's a tough match, or a tough pick. This is uh, another one of those, yeah, situations for Ohio State fans where. They're getting seven at 285. You fully expect. I mean, look, Kyle Snyder's going to make the finals. Adam Kuhn's going to make the finals. But that rematch is scary for Ohio State fans. Um, you said we're getting seven here? And you know what? The way they I mean, have it seated, exactly. I think it's absolutely. I think it's absolutely right. Top seven make a ton of sense to, to make it. Even Strifle might actually get a, a wild card. But um, okay, Adam Kuhn, Kyle Snyder, right? I mean, that's yeah. I mean, I mean, Kuhn Kuhn beat the heck out of Nick Neville's last time they wrestled. Beat Stole by one or two. Snyder, I don't see Stole stopping Snyder. I, in fact, I think that's a terrible matchup for Stole. I agree. That's a terrible matchup for Stoll. I agree. I think he'd rather have rather have Coon. Stoll is gonna tr- if Stoll's gonna do that thing where he just kind of ties up the guy and pushes him across the mat. Um, I think Snyder can just drop to he's the not, leg. Take he's him not down. big enough. You know, to do he's that not. No, Coon. Yes, Stoll. No, no, no. Um, what do I'll you think's you. gonna happen in this rematch, man? I think that Kyle Snyder executes a couple leg attacks to the finishing position. We talked about this after the duel, and I think we said that he's got to get low on the leg, head inside, right? Low on the leg, head inside, low singles. Or if he gets in that high crotch, he's got to dump it. He don't try to Can't, lift it. Yeah, don't lift it. I think, yeah, he just wastes way too much energy lifting a 285 man child. <laughs> that dude is so big. He's, he's massive. Um, I think the Snyder can execute and finish a couple leg attacks. That being said... That might just be me, you know, wishful thinking. Adam Kuhn, look, here's the thing I thought about a little bit after, you know, last time we talked about this match. Adam Kuhn was close to scoring a couple more takedowns yep. off of go-behinds. Yep. There's nothing that, there, it would not Snyder was me. hanging on for dear life in yep. certain situations. Dear Where you life. saw he was white-knuckled, yep. fingertip to fingertip. Only one man in the world could do that. Kyle Snyder. Was the only, Kyle Snyder was the only man in the world that could stop Adam Kuhn from scoring in that position. At least in the, in the NCAA. And he was able to by sheer freaking will. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Kuhn scored there. You know, Snyder gets in. Snyder gets in a bad position off of a shot. Kuhn is just Kuhn is so good. He's not just so big. He's so good. He's a great wrestler. If he can get an upper body position and capitalize against Kyle Snyder, I think if if Kuhn gets a takedown on Snyder. Snyder can't win. I agree with you there because or it I would don't, be really hard. I don't think that I think Snyder's going to win this match. I'm going to pick Kyle Snyder. Same here. I don't think he's going to get multiple takedowns. I think he's going to get a takedown, and I think he's going to wrestle a little smarter on his feet, not get into ties that are advantageous for Adam Kuhn, not get chucked to his back on the edge of the mat, um, and wrestle just just overall wrestle a smarter match. And he's going to get that one takedown. He's going to be able to get out from underneath him, and I think we're going to win this match like three to one. I'm he, thinking a three to one type match. Oh, I see. I, see, I think I, I don't think that Snyder can ride Coon at all. So I think that Coon gets out off that takedown quick. Oh, uh, okay. So okay, yeah, three one three. Which, depending on when the takedown is, well, three one three two. That kind of makes me a little scared though, because Coon was able to ride Snyder a little bit. Now yeah, I don't think he got a riding time point, but he was able to ride him. So you know that he could, if he gets a riding time point, make it three to three. Then you go into OT. That's why I think Snyder needs two takedowns. I'm gonna pick him. I'm gonna pick Snyder because he's freaking Captain America. 
Um, and I think that he does execute and finish a couple of those takedowns. But he didn't have anything for Adam Kuhn last time. And I'm not going to use the whole, it wouldn't shock me if Kuhn wins. But um, I think if Snyder gets put in some a funky position or two, he's going to lose this match. He needs to wrestle a very tactical, almost flawless match, especially when he gets underneath Kuhn. You can't stand underneath Kuhn. No, I agree with you. I do think after Kuhn and Snyder, there's def- some definite intrigue in this weight class. Um, totally agree. I'm, you know, you've got the three and four seeds, Neville's and Stoll. Neville's a returning All-American. He's actually got a win over Stoll this year. Stoll's had a great year, though, um, record-wise. But I'm really... That's the four and five ranking in the country. Right. I'm really curious to see how Hamida from Maryland does. He's the sixth-ranked um, guy in the country. And I think he's got a record of like 23-24-2. Um, you know, his only losses on the year, I think, are to Tanner Hall and Nick Nevels, two returning All-Americans. Um, he's got some decent wins. Definitely has some decent wins this year. I'm curious to see if he could shake things up. What is he seated in this? Five? He's uh, Hamida seated uh, five. Yeah, five. So I'm really that's a quarter that I'm looking forward to a Hamida versus Stoll quarter. That's I think five and six in the country. Is the or, or yeah five and six in the country is four and five in the Big Ten. So who do you see in your third and fourth place match here? You know I think that I think that Hamida might actually get past Stoll in the quarters. Um, I, I don't know the bracketing, but I I I think that. I think that it could be Neville Samita. What about you? I'd have to look mm, at the bracket and yeah. see exactly. God, you really do. You really got to see how the bracket shakes out. Um, Conan Jennings was around a 12 guy last year, too. Don't forget that. He's the sixth seed. He was, yeah. Beat Desi up at Midlands, too, earlier this year, too. Man. <laughs> did he really? You love Conan. I'm pretty sure he did. Conan's from our hometown. Conan's from your hometown. From your hometown too. No, I, I'm from Kettering. Shut up. Um, no, I, I, I like Neville's and Stoll. I, I think Stoll. You know, they're they're peaking at the right time. I think Streck. I mean, ain't gonna beat Kyle Snyder, but he's pretty darn good too. He's a big boy from Purdue. Young too. I think he's a freshman, right? Yeah, he's young. I think he's a freshman, if I'm not mistaken. All right, man. So we've uh, kind of rattled on for an hour and a half about the Big Ten Holy tournament. Hour and a half. Yeah, man. Well, you know what this. This, we weren't both the most prepared today, but it's hard when the brackets just come out literally like right before we drop this. But it was fun actually just to kind of digest this with you. And as the week goes along, we'll probably even have more thoughts. It's going to be a great time. We're heading up there Friday, uh, heading up to Grand Rapids Friday to meet our boy JP. Oh, yeah, JP's oh, coming. Jeffrey Pearson. Freaking Penn State homer. Yeah, we're going to have a good time hanging out with him, the Blood Round Boys. By the way, I got a special singlet in the works for Clonchinator. No, you don't. Oh, it's a special scene. You're going to have to tell me about this because I don't know what's going on. I will tell you about it. All right. Off the mic. Uh, so it's going to be a great weekend. We're going to have a great time. Talk to me about team title, though. Who is your team title pick, Ben? I probably got to go with Penn State if uh, if Nolf wrestles. And uh, if he doesn't, I'm going to go with Ohio State by a couple points. I'm going to go with Ohio State. Even with, I think even this, with Nolf wrestling? Or? Yeah, I think this tournament favors a team that's as deep and just good at every weight like Ohio State. Um, obviously, the national tournament, I think, favors Penn State a little bit more. Absolutely. But um, I'm going to go with Ohio State. I'm going to go with Ohio State to win their third Big Ten title in the last four years. I love it. Okay, which is amazing. This program's, that program's gone, has come so far under Tom Ryan. It's awesome. All right, man, you got anything else? Nothing, man. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. This is episode number 55 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. 
We hope you enjoyed it. And as always, don't wind up on your back, bro.